Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today welcome back my kindred to blood and syrup a vampire the masquerade live play podcast i am sylvania dracul your host through this world of darkness the coterie found themselves outnumbered by their enemies evangeline was staked by val before she could attack everett doris and the witch began a battle for control of each other's mind and just as Val seemed to have the upper hand, she was assailed by a new hulking figure that had just arrived. How many more evil creatures can the Coterie possibly face before they are overwhelmed? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. The crime scene that would come to be known as the Town Hall Massacre is a bloodbath. Uh, there are a number of staked vampires lying throughout the room, including Evie, uh, who is in the midst of a hunger frenzy, a compulsion, a nervous breakdown, and being paralyzed by a stake through her heart. Costas, the woodworking Nosferatu, is currently trying to bite through the skull of 1010 Quarantino, the representative of the Nosferatu. Viron Ferron is 
slowly losing a sword fight with the last surviving Yakuza member. Two witches are engaged in a war for compulsion. Val was valiantly punching the ever-loving shit out of one of the witches uh, until they were going to die, but however, has now been grabbed by a tattooed bruja in all black who came in through the door. Uh, Val, I'm imagining you would like to break out of this hold, and the bruja would like you to not. So this probably falls into a contested role. Uh, yes. What I, I would also say that rather than, like, trying to break free, I think she would have the stake Everett gave her and try to backwards stake the vampire behind her. Okay, cool. So for ooh, your pool, uh, take away one die. Okay. For the targeted strike. But yes, you can go for that. Cool. And what should I be using for this? Uh, this would be strength and brawl. Okay. Uh, you do not get your grapple bonus because you are staking, not grappling. Perfect. All right. So I'll use the rest of the dice. I grapple him with my stake. Right. Mm -hmm. See what we got here. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven successes. Jeez. He had a yeah. lot of dice to roll against you, but those did not help him. So uh, he, he hauls you up and off of the witch on the floor. However, you do manage to, under your arm, jam a stake uh, through his heart. And he freezes in position, uh, still holding you tightly because he had you wrapped up around the torso with both arms. Uh, however, he is now paralyzed and cannot move further. Uh, however... The vampire who was beneath you is now looking up at you uh, and you feel as her eyes catch your own, her trying to tear her way into your mind. So I'm going to need you to roll hmm? an intelligence plus resolve. Okay. That is all hunger dice. All fail. Three failures. Oh. And she has <laughs> a messy successy. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> normally, she could only use one command in mm -hmm. her sentence, but I will allow her to use two because you are so hungry and she had already hit you with a hunger spell that there yep. is a magical link between you and her. So as you look down and glance and just catch her eyes in the flightiest thing before you're going to get away, uh, you end up frozen in place until the only thing you can hear are her words and they're echoing to you from outside. You can faintly hear them in her voice, but inside you hear them in your own voice and the way you tell yourself to do things. Mm -hmm. And it's double layered because you hear them in your sire's voice. The sheriff filters through your mind as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and you are told, pull out that stake and kill your friends. And you reach back and withdraw the stake. And now you need to kill your friends, is what you have been told, Val. So oh that will be uh, your next action. Great. However, the fight is ongoing. Uh, the Bruja has been essentially staked and then unstaked. So he's got to wait for a second. Doris, you're engaged in a battle of wills uh, with a vampire witch. I'm imagining you want to continue that battle, or do you have a sneaky trick you want to do otherwise? Um, I don't think that there's really any sneaky trick that I can do. Um, Great. There's no ideally, pressure. 
No, I mean, I just want to come. I just want to compel the witch to uh, to attack it, uh, their their other witch, their friend. Great. Then let's go with the the same role as last time. You're just doing a competing compel where you're both forcing that invisible magic back and forth, trying to mm-hmm. overpower the other. One baby, one, two, three, four successes. <laughs> the magic battle continues. Uh, the <laughs> wind picks up around both of you. You tied again. So it's just, uh, you, you push it closer to them. They rebound and push it towards you. It's still trapped in the middle of this, this battle where, where you're moving towards this compulsion. Do you have an idea? I see you thinking. I'm just trying to think of if there's anything else I can do. Um, can I can't cast two things at the same time, can I? I will let you do... All right, let's, let's, let's roll a die on this, because I think the dice is where the fun is. Uh, did you roll your rouse check for the fact that you just tried to compel? Because that... I don't need a rouse check for compel. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Well, that's convenient and good. Uh, mm-hmm. I will let you push. So you can use, uh, you have to do a rouse check. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you succeed, I will let you roll one more die to see if you can overpower <gasps> them in this compulsion check. Ooh, okay. Uh, I rolled a five for my rouse check. Five for your rouse check means you will gain one hunger. Okay. But now roll a die, and you want that six. You want a six or higher. I do want a six. Oh, my God. Uh, do I roll with the hunger dice? It uh, doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, boy. This is a bit. Okay. No! It's a four. Damn it. Uh, the, the battle continues, but you see it being pushed towards you. This is not going for you the way you would want. Uh, Everett, for you looking at the scene, the wind is hitting Doris twice as hard, and the other vampire is beginning to grin as they are continuing their chant towards her as this battle uh, invisibly continues onwards. However, you do have options, Everett. Or so you think you have the scene in hand until... A whip crack of sound is heard from outside the open door and the stake in Evangeline's chest flies out and up, jamming itself into the ceiling, freeing her from its paralysis. Evangeline, you all of a sudden are awoken into the world. You have been almost sitting behind your own mind, the frenzy having gone on for so long that you are a passenger in your own body as opposed to the driver. However, you've burst upwards You can move once again. You have a compulsion to go at Everett. Mm -hmm. But there is the body of Cain Raziel, who is deeply injured, exposed, and has sprayed blood everywhere. And you do have a blood frenzy. I'm going to switch up the die roll system for this. If you want to go for Cain instead of Everett, I need you to roll me a d6 to try to resist this. Okay. Because I think you would, with the amount of time you've had here and the compulsion been hit with and all that, I'm going to tell you, on a two or more, you can go for Kane. But on that one, I can't do you any favors. You go for Everett. Wait, D6? Yes. I rolled a D10. Hang what on. What did you roll? I rolled an eight. <laughs> That's too high. You got to roll a D6. Let's do this again. Come on, <laughs> everybody, hold your breath. It's just like, uh. There we are. Four. Yay. All right. Uh, you dash forwards 
and just hammer Lorcan, uh, hammer uh, Kevin aside with a shoulder, and you are now feasting on the entrails of of Kane Raziel. This is this is fine for the force. Like we're what does we're fine. What does animal Evangeline eat like? Um, I think she's like. <sighs> She's kind of like hunched over um and it's almost <laughs> it's almost like the way imagine mm, I wanted to say raccoon, but it's a little bit more vicious ba- like a, imagine like, a like, on a imagine, soft like fruit. imagine like a rabid raccoon <laughs> essentially where she's just like literally like pulling stuff out like. Ugh shoving it in her mouth like burying her head in it's all just like it, it, there there's no like oh yes like put my fangs in and drain it's all very um it's all very messy all right it's like everett. get this thing inside me <laughs> that's happening to one side of you everett costas yeah. is trying to bite through 1010's skull uh, Viron does manage to kill the remaining Yakuza with a, with a slice through the throat, but Viron takes a katana through the heart and falls paralyzed. <gasps> what do you do? I guess just very briefly, uh, do I see the source of what freed Evelyn, uh, Evangeline through the, um, through the doorway? Or is that just, just a sound and it's up and I don't know what that was. Uh, I would say sound up and you don't know what it was. If you had to guess, you okay. do know that there is the monologuer that you have talked to twice. Yep. You do not see anyone in this room who seems like a monologuer. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to dedicate any time to investigating it. There's yeah. just in- incredibly more important things going on or more urgent things going on anyway. <sighs> it's like no matter what decision mm-hmm. I make, I feel like I'm sealing someone else's fate. Um <laughs> I if you want to describe my storytelling style in one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> um well Val is still in the clutches of this huge uh bruja or Val is free, but now stalking towards the rest of the room. Yeah, I don't think uh, I read that as a problem yet, just from the context. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fine. Doris is looking worse. Doris has been locked down. I feel like, yeah, okay. Doris is stuck in witch fight. So Doris and this other witch are both kind of battle, having a a battle of wills. Yeah. Uh, Val is heading towards you. The Bruja and the damaged witch are there. Uh, the Bruja is grabbing the damaged witch and, and raising them to their feet. Uh, you are seeing Costas trying to bite through 1010's skull. That struggle is ongoing. Uh, and now Evangeline is eating Kane Raziel. I guess since that's closest, right? Because I just got up from that to assess this new situation. I guess that makes the most sense is to go back into it and just try and put Evangeline down. I don't have a stake. What can I do? You are surrounded by wooden chairs. Oh, fantastic. If I could just bust a leg off. Great. 
Um, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that you can. I think a vampire's ability to break a leg off a chair is not something you should have to roll for. That, <laughs> yes, you have a stake. Okay, and, great. And it doesn't ever have the, he can do one free action. He he moves fast, too. I've, I've got celerity, so I can do, like, minor actions and stuff like that. Like great. We'll call that Drawing your, a weapon. <laughs> that'll be your drawing a weapon. I yeah. think that's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's it's into Evangeline's heart, but this time, like, through the back. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. So that will be a brawl, a brawl and strength minus one die because it is a targeted strike. Uh, Evangeline, can you roll me, which would be instinctive while you were eating? Ugh. I'll give you two options, Evangeline, because it's your frenzy. So you can say what you think your beast would do. You would have yep. a sense of someone behind you. Uh, if you think you would try to dodge or or like avoid the strike, then we can do a dexterity and a brawl. Mm-hmm. Or if you think you would just take the hit and try to tank it, like if you can, you know, move a quarter of an inch so it doesn't go through the heart, but take the stab, then you can do a stamina and a brawl. I think I have to do the dex because I think like an animal feeding, she's still aware of her surroundings. Okay. I have a question about um, draining Eric into Torpor. Did that alleviate any of my hunger? Uh, I would say, uh, no, he's so close to there that... Uh, no, you had to, I'll give you one, I'll give you one point back. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Great. Uh, so, Ryan, dexterity and what? Dexterity and brawl. Okay. Or if you're going pure dodge without any combat, you could do athletics. Up to you. Um. This is what with the beast inside Evangeline. Brawl. Yeah. Cool. I have anything to help me here? Just that because. is one... Targeted is oh good god this. one success. I'm rolling two dice. Um, yeah, okay. I don't have anything else. Zero successes. Uh, All right. Uh, the beast dodges, uh, and Evangeline is just going to town. At which point, a giant fur-covered, muscle-bound figure uh, lurches from beside you, Everett. Uh, and it turns out, when he's fighting Lorcan, Kevin doesn't let out the inner beast. But otherwise, Kevin does. Uh, and Kevin has become almost a half-bear in terms of size and aggression. Uh, and he is taking his shot at, at grappling Evangeline. Evangeline, can you roll the same thing again for me? Yeah, totally. One, two... Three successes. And the bear man gets you by one. Uh, So he barrels you over uh, and will pin you to the ground using both his bulk uh, and everything else. Uh, You will regain because you did manage to feed. I will say you gain uh, two points worth of hunger. Hey, Uh, nice. Can you do a humanity roll for me? Um, Sure. What do I do for that? A number of dice equal to your humanity. Oh, okay. Which I think is eight or nine. Nine. What you got? Nine. Yeah. So roll nine dice. Okay. I'm just counting successes. Yes, please. Uh, That's one, two, three, four, five. The moment you hit the ground after being yanked off of Cain, you've gotten enough blood. You've been jolted out of it. uh, You escape your frenzy. You recover and you are yourself again. Nice. However, when you look over, 
you see Cain Raziel melt away and die with 200 years worth of decay occurring in an instant as you had finished her off. But the battle is still raging and you are now there. What do you do? Um, what, what's, what's nearest me? Uh, you've got the bear guy who just kind of tackled you and he's pinning you down, but he realizes when you come back to your senses. Okay. Uh, so he's not going to fight you on that. Uh, you have 1010 Quarantino and Costas are currently wrestling. However, let me see how this turn is going. Hey, uh, Ten Ten manages to finally get the upper hand before Costas nice. can bite through and into her skull. Uh, and she, now we check her versus him. NPC fights are so thrilling. Uh, oh, wow. No, <laughs> she uh, achieves great success. She manages to bite into Costas's neck uh, and down him. So he is out and paralyzed, but Ten Ten is injured enough with the head injuries that Ten Ten will not be participating in the fight. However, cool. that is no longer of concern. So you have injured witch, Bruja, and then the the witch fight that is still going on invisibly. Okay. Is there anyone between me and the door? Uh, Bruja, the two witches, and Val, who is stalking away from them towards the rest of you. They're all between me and the door? Yes. Okay. Um, I will just, like... I will just, like, honestly run full force at the Bruja and try to push push them out of the way great let's go for it let's go for it so you're sprinting forwards i'm sprinting towards the door yes that is my goal um are you trying so you're trying to physically move him out of the way are you trying to fight him or are you trying to escape i just i'm trying to escape okay uh i would allow a brawl or an athletics uh in terms of that and strength or dexterity um i'll it'll be dexterity great all right, that is uh, two successes. Two successes is enough. Uh, he just got staked and de-staked. He's going past there. However, Val, who would you have instinctively targeted with the voice in your head as your friend? So that was the problem. Is <sighs> the original thing was was actually Kane because she's the other Bruja and runs the shop, and it would be actually a friend. Um, the only other person I think <laughs> that Val would consider most a friend would be Doris, unfortunately. Huh. Yep. Okay. Uh, you are lucky, Evangeline, because Val doesn't turn to stop you. So you dash forward, shoulder aside the bruja, and you are out the door into the front hall. Uh, what you can see outside the building, so just to paint the scene really particularly for you, so you've got your options, there is the foyer, which is darkly lit. Uh, to your right, there is the glass-walled front office that you'd see where the mm-hmm. secretary's desk is and the principal in behind it. Mm-hmm. To your left, there are glass walls and a glass door that are clearly leading into a library section. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind you, so there's directly behind you, there are the doors, uh, and to your left and right are just two extended hallways that extend. The building is essentially a, a wide V leading to classrooms. Directly in front of you, you can see out the front of the school. And what you see out the front of the school is uh, the nightmare bead mask wearing black dressed figure. However, they are standing awkwardly. They clearly did not expect you to run out of the combat zone. They thought they had fighters in the way. She Mm -hmm. is about 10 feet away from you. Uh, You are both caught flat footed, but you react more quickly. What do you do? 
Um. Oh, this is the this is the one who like was like right in my face, right? Yes. Um. Oh, this is hard because I want to help the co Laura wants to help the coterie. <laughs> And Evangeline is traumatized. Here's the question I think you should ask yourself, which is in her fight or flight response, the claw hands are already out. You've come after a hunger frenzy and you've done terrible things. The person who made you do those things and who tortured you is standing right in front of you. Is Evangeline the kind of person who is a fight would lash out at attack or is Evangeline the kind of person who would see the big bad and run from the big bad? In an instinctual gut, she's not thinking about it. This is just you ran out of a war zone into an into the nightmare that caused it. Oh, I'm sorry, but I think she would run. All right, where do you run to? Um. Uh, uh probably. Probably library direction, only because I think there I'll be able to find like an exit that is like not in view of this like scary lady. And if right. I can trip a fire alarm on the way, I will. Alrighty. Uh you I'm just gonna give this to you for free because I think you can physically do this. Uh you turn to your left and dash and just shoulder through uh a window, like one of the glass yeah. display windows into the library. You are into the library. Um there is an alarm, you do manage to pull it. So the fire alarm is now blaring through the school and the gymnasium, just up and all the crazy. Yeah. Um and, and you begin to, I guess, hide or are you trying to escape out the I'm building? I'm trying or? to get it to find an exit, yeah. In the okay. like as far away from scary person <laughs> as i okay. can yeah i would uh, just you, like you, to run you'll be able to work through the stacks to try to see if you can find one sorry on the everybody wall. there is a window to the front of the school or that faces towards the parking lot out the front yeah. you're not jumping through either of those windows because you don't know if scary lady has run and is it moving yeah. in those directions so you're hunting for a doorway that'll let you out the side of the school back to the gymnasium everything is awful <laughs> uh doris Let's yes. see how this willpower battle is playing out. So using the force, this invisible magic mm -hmm. inside you, uh, you can rouse if you want to add an additional die to your roll. Uh, I'll, I'll let you push for that. And then let's see what happens. I got, I got my dice for evil witch lady. You got yours. Oh boy. Do I want to rouse? I don't think I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just take my, take my chances. Let's see what happens. One, two. Oh no! <laughs> that's uh, that's two success. Okay. Well, fuck me. Sometimes the villains are very strong, and sometimes <gasps> the villains only roll one success. So. <gasps> With the absolute surety, the, this witch is staring at you and you see the, her magic coming towards you and you feel like there just isn't enough. And she is, is so glorious. You can almost feel psychically her trip just before the finish line. She's so busy gloating. She didn't expect your last furious burst of energy. Uh, and you slam the magic across the room and it hammers through her and her eyes glow pink for a moment that only you can see. Uh, and you have the power to compel her. So what do you have her do? 
Oh, hello, I didn't see you there. It's me, Tyler Hewitt. I normally play Everett Fry, but today I'm playing the role of guy who will talk to you about Patreon. That's right, Dum Dums and Dice has a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support us at a number of different levels. For example, for $25 a month, you get your name added in the special thank yous at the end of every episode. And you get to create an NPC of your own that will join the cast of Dum Dums and Dragons, or Blood and Syrup, or the Valentine Heresy in their adventures. You don't have to be bitten by a vampire to be immortalized, okay? It, it's, it can be so much simpler. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Okay? Memorize it. Type it. Click it. The clicking part is, is subscribing. All right. You got this. and Dice would like to welcome you to Karth's Code and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. Karth's Code and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! Episodes are available now. In her mind, she just hears, uh, go on and eat your friend. Uh, and she will turn and latch herself on to the back of the bruja. Just turn and full body up, fur- furious, uh, uh, frenzied eating. Uh, he staggers back, and they are now engaged uh, in a brawl uh, amongst themselves that is turning speedily ugly as she is managing to drink from him. Val, you are under a compulsion yourself. Yep. What do you do? I I hate this. I hate this, but <laughs> bring it on, Val. Bring it um, on. Put him up. Put him up. Put him up. My my first instinct was for her to zip over to Doris and rip her arm off. Great. Let's go for that then. So <laughs> sorry, that's just was my God. following Val. her specific instructions. Uh, you 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 dash over to Doris. Doris, how do you react to Val closing in on you? Because a compulsion is not. Uh, she would immediately attempt. Uh, oh no no she's not she's not uh, frenzied she's just compelled um, mm-hmm. but she did just turn away from combat that she was winning let the bad guys go and is stalking towards you so I mean I could have you roll an awareness but I feel like you're crafty enough to be able to figure this out as somebody who just compelled not- and oh and yeah no same a, thing. a thousand percent um, I got that compel stare or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh I would try to turn around and I would just try to combat it with another compel spell. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. All right. So you will roll compel. And what yeah. I'm going to do is your difficulty will be uh, the amount that they won compel by. Uh, oh. oh, man, I can't remember. Do you remember, Dell? how much they, how many? Del I just knew it was a messy zero. successy. Yeah. Oh, it was a messy successy. Okay. Okay. So I know their DC then. I won't have them roll a new pool. We'll go with the result of their pool because that was like, okay, no, I remember now. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, roll for one. So that is 
I, I would either allow you to roll your charisma plus dominate, or if you wanted to use your power to resist on her behalf, uh, I would let you roll intelligence plus resolve. Uh, nope. Great. No, I'll do. Uh, yeah, I'll do my own <laughs> spell. Uh, okay. Come on. One, two, three, three. Success. You stare into her eyes and you throw all the force you can of the pink magic in your heart. Uh, and you feel like you're getting there. You feel like you're getting there. You feel like you're getting there. And then you just feel a yank. Can you roll me, Del, a, uh, a strength plus brawl? Or actually, I would say strength plus athletics, because I don't think this okay. is like a calculated combat move. Uh, and then, Doris, can you roll me a stamina plus athletics? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> be with two I, I think I still, I still have to add my, my potence, don't I? Yes, you do. It's the same scene. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's one it's not success. as bad as it could be, but did you say one? Yes, I did tell. <laughs> it's not as bad, she says, until she hears one. Do I look like a fighter? <laughs> don't give me that. I don't want don't don't to be roll. I don't even look at these dice as I'm rolling them. Oh, man. <laughs> Put them up. Come on. Let's do this. Put them up. Put them up. Well, I did. I rolled three ones. So doesn't that make it two less? Three ones. Successes? Yeah, three ones makes it. So two ones become four ones. So that just adds two additional failures. So. So Possible. I rolled four successes and three ones. So four successes. So we subtract two of those successes. So you so roll it's one two successes. Su- two successes, uh, which will mean uh, I'm going to say because you weren't defending yourself, it will be aggravated damage. Doris, you will take two points of aggravated damage. Okay. Uh, Please, someone stop me. Please. As Val successfully tears off your left arm. You That's were so my good arm. So focused on the magic, and you thought you were winning, and you didn't realize you weren't until your arm is off uh, and blood is spurting out of the stump that was left behind it. Everett, you see yeah. Val tear off one of Doris's arms, uh, and the Bruja enemy is battling with a witch trying to eat them. I. What? Ugh. There is an injured witch on the ground that is getting up. Probably thinking magic things. Yep. Um, so in evaluating everything that has happened in the past, like, 45 seconds or whatever <laughs> it's been, um, this vampire witch that Doris was facing down turns to attack this big bruja brute. Yes. Doris has her arm torn off by what? Val. Correct. And this witch continues her no, attack a, on the Bruja. There are two witches. So the Bruja yes. is battling the like woods witch looking one that's very yes. messy. Yes. Uh, the green haired witch is clearly injured, but she is not involved in any of the combat. She is the one getting up. But the one thing Everett is looking out for before he makes his next decision is does Doris's influence over that witch remain? Yes. Can he determine that from this far away? Like that, that which, which is, is still attacking. That which is still attacking, even though Doris's full attention is on Val and now realizing her arm is okay. severed. So it's not like a concentration thing? No. 
maybe killing the witch will do it. Um, Everett's going to try and shoot the witch in the head that the Bruja is helping up. He finally draws out his revolver, uh, uh, readies his weapon, which is uh, something you can do with celerity to basically, I guess, like take aim. Uh, and he wants to just drop that witch uh, indefinitely, just Great. permanently. Yeah. Let's take the shot. So where'd my cursor go? Here we are. So I believe for firearms, it's decks and firearms. Correct. Um, for readying the weapon, um, does that help me with targeted attacks or do I still drop a die off? Uh, no, I, it targeted is only if you were trying to like hit them in a specific body part. I kind of like, I'm trying to kill them. So heart or head is specific. I, I think but... heart is center mass. So for me, I okay. don't think that's targeted. Okay. If, if they were wearing a bulletproof vest and you were trying to just shoot them in the head, right. then okay. I would count that. But no, this is, you, you don't have to subtract okay. a die for that. Okay. Come on, man. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Okay, let me just. I'm, 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 here's the weird thing. I have to do the weirdest pool in the world because they're <laughs> distracted and they're uh, they're so injured that it negatively affects their behavior. So, okay. They missed the dodge. They missed the dodge. They only had three dice, so it was real up in the air, but. Uh, they, they turn as they're being pulled to their feet. Uh, and Everett, you just hammer around directly through their forehead. Uh, they just got yanked up at the right time. You were aiming torso, but hit the perfect kill shot. Their brain explodes out of the back of their head, spattering against the wall. Uh, and the Bruja collapses, uh, having been drained successfully, the last bit of blood spurting out of him before he also starts to rot, leaving just uh, the compelled witch standing shocked over his body uh however val is standing in front of doris having torn off her arm and the frenzy and the compulsion has not yet been freed doris you are staring down your death and we'll find out what happens next episode this episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lori Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of dark. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.